Hello, and welcome to Queer Stories, the podcast where two self-proclaimed gay icons discuss paranormal and true crime mysteries. drank a bit of Pepsi. Valid. What is the... Oh, I don't know, I've written it down. You're going first. <laughs> yes, I think so. Okie dokie. Oh, yeah, okay. Do you want to jump right in? Do you want to do a little intro? Say hello? What's, what's happening? I don't know. There was something that I wanted to say, but I can't remember it. Oh. <laughs> valid <laughs> I really can't remember it's one of those things where you're laying in bed at night and you think of something and you're like oh I should write that down but you're already comfortable I feel that mm, yeah um no I'm I'm good then I guess okie dokie how, how are you what did you do this week uh not much worked um Gross. watched watched some Doctor Who. Um Ooh. for the for the other podcast that I Which on. which episodes did you watch? Can can I are we the, allowed to? The first ever four episodes. Ooh. We're watching every classic Doctor Who episode in order that story in order. Oh my and god. I'm meant to be watching seven episodes before Wednesday and I haven't started yet. Jesus. I know. Good luck, honestly. I've, yeah. I used to love Doctor Who, but now I find it incredibly painful to think about. I like Doctor Who. I don't, so far, feel that strongly about the classic stuff. Classic no. Doctor Who. <laughs> um, it's, not, it's not that good. The only really Doctor Who that I actually enjoyed was David Tennant. That's valid. Yeah. That's valid. Right, this is not the Doctor Who podcast no, I do, that's the other one. So, <laughs> what have you got for me today, Charlie? Okay, uh, today we're going back to the moors. I oh. am going to tell you about the Beast of Exmoor. Oh. So, the, these moors are like Somerset and Devon. Um, 
And there's been numerous sightings of this beast since 1970s. Uh, witnesses oh, report oh, this, a large... What? Is this the Bodmin beast? No, I what? What's the Bodmin beast? There's a beast on Bodmin Moor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the beast. It's the big cat thing that people see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, witnesses report a large feline creature uh, resembling a panther or a puma. Usually it's dark in colour. Um, so it's... Uh, there's, there's a few pictures, but um, most of the ones that I saw, they just looked like a bear. Um, it didn't really look feline. And then there was another one that kind of looked, you know, janky. It didn't look real. Um, but most uh, most of the reports suggest that the creature can be, like, one to two metres long from nose to the tip of the tail. So it's, it's a long boy. Um, so... During early uh, the during the early eighties, sheep and lamb were cold. Um, like uh, the farmers would come out in the morning to feed feed their animals, and they'd just find like half of them fucking dead. Um, you, you said cold as in C U L L E D, but I heard cold <laughs> as in C O L D, and I was just like, "Someone get these little sheepies and lambs a jumper, little coat. Get, yeah. them, get them a blanket. They're cold, bless them. <laughs> they start their shivering on the moors." <laughs> um, uh, one example uh, is uh, of a South Molten farmer. Uh, he lost over a hundred sheep in this like the span of three months. Maybe um, he was just like a bad farmer. <laughs> maybe he was just fucking eating them. <laughs> <laughs> like every day, he woke up covered in like sheep's blood, and he was like, "I don't know what's happening to my sheep." <laughs> um, all of the carcasses carcasses had ever since. Oh my god, I can't speak. I'm reading my own notes and I can't speak. Feels That's like okay. Take your time. Honey. Feels like there's honey in my mouth. Have you seen that TikTok where the guy eats like the honeycomb and he's like, so honey? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that one. <laughs> He has so much honey in his mouth. <laughs> so honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that video so much. <laughs> how does he get? How did he get his hands on that like honeycomb? Did Did he just pull it out of the hive? I think you can buy it. What? Probably That's from like a farmer's market or like, yeah, I don't know. I think you can buy honeycomb like in honey. Hmm. I didn't know that. Um. Anyway, all of the the sheep carcasses uh, had evidence that suggested um, a large cat uh, attacked them. Like you know, scratch marks, the teeth Meow. also suggested that. I wish I had Safin <laughs> for this one. Don't have Aww. a. Um, in 2006, uh, a Devon farmer found a puma skull, um, and it was confirmed by the uh, British Big Cat Society. 
um, to, to actually be, you know, like a big cat skull. Um, but the oh. DF, DEFRA stated that they do not believe big cats to be living in England. So maybe, um, I don't know. Uh, they used to in the UK. Uh, it was quite popular to own big cats uh, back in like the sixties. So maybe it has something to do with that. It was just like a secret pet that fucking John Lennon <laughs> and Yoko Ono had, and then when he died, she just set it free. She's like, off just you go. In Down the UK Devon. countryside. <laughs> It was, it was it was Yoko Ono. She's the bo- she's responsible. She's she the is beast. the Bodmin beast. Yeah, she's running around on all fours. Bless her. That that would what actually be scary. No, I don't like Yoko Ono. She scares me. Why does she scare you? Well, because she crawls on all fours. Does she? Yeah, she's the beast. So she has to crawl on all fours, and like the thought of Yoko Ono crawling on all fours is tainted her forever for me babies crawl on all fours and that's why i don't like babies i don't trust anything that walks on all fours likewise with my cat i I don't trust her (laughs) i was about to say you have a cat (laughs) she would 100 percent steal money from me if she could last night she she stepped in pain she stepped in pain last night just as i was falling asleep she jumped up on my desk and she fucking straight in a little blue piece of paint and she walked it all over my bed covers. I was so upset. I'm, I'm putting that on you for leaving uncovered paints and a cat in the same room. <laughs> well, I thought I had covered it pretty well. I'd made like a um a, a, a wall around it using like cups and paint bottles, but obviously it didn't work, so that is on <laughs> that me. He enticed her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was chaos, and I was very upset. Oh, gosh. And there's still, like, little blue paw prints on the floor. It's kind of cute, though. Don't mind. (laughs) Okay, so some of the theories could be that, um, again, like I said, uh, back in, like, the 60s, uh, it was was quite common for... uh, big cats to be kind of like domesticated and you know like pets which is gross and just like <sighs> i just don't like it so lord, Car- um, a lord, lord carol baskin so yeah what is joe is, is is she i think she did to be fair is is joe exotic still in prison yeah he was hoping that trump would pardon him but i don't think he did <laughs> why would he do that I don't know. He was convinced that um, <laughs> Trump would pardon him. I think I read an article that he had like a limo waiting for him outside the prison for when he got pardoned. But he didn't get pardoned. What the fuck? That man's fucking I mean, insane. He's a raging narcissist, so I'm not surprised. I know. Oh, he's so fucking stupid. Fuck you, Joe. And also, fuck Carol. I don't trust her. There's no one in that story who's trustworthy. <laughs> um, uh, so they passed a law making it illegal to own uh, big cats. Um, uh, there's also another theory that like, maybe someone just fucking released their 
uh, fucking cougar or black leopard into the wild because it was illegal to own it. So, I mean, it's possible. Maybe sort of like, I was thinking like, what if it's something that escaped from a zoo or something and it's just ran to the moors to live its life? Either way, it, it's a big scary fucker, so... Um, but also, like, the typical lifespan of a big cat is about 14 years, so it doesn't really add up to have, like, all of these um, sightings come in for, like, centuries. So that kind of puts that theory, you know, out, out and it's dead, so... Um, I also it's had a Reddit just story. a horse. Maybe, maybe it's like a weird horse hybrid, and it's mutated somehow. Just a horse, just like one of them horses <laughs> just that roam horse. the moors in Devon. <laughs> we talked about them last week. Just, just one of them horses. Just one of the ponies. Just, oh yeah, maybe he's he's had a tough life, so maybe. I know that doesn't account for the killing of the uh, sheep and the lambs, but like, <laughs> if I was in a field, just stood in a field as one does, field standing, mm-hmm. uh, and I saw a Dartmoor, Exmoor, whatever the fuck pony come out of the hedgerow, <laughs> literally bite a sheep in half, and then fuck <laughs> off. I mean, I'd just I'd shit myself. I'd be shocked and appalled, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, that's a thing I would fully expect that animal to be capable of doing uh, physically and morally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, The ponies are kind of a little bit scary. So I get that. I don't trust a horse. And another no. thing, I don't, I don't trust horse people. I don't trust horse girls. If you're listening to this and you're a horse girl... Uh, Fuck you. You're in the same box as pregnant women and uh, Catholics in that this podcast hates you. <laughs> um, You're not welcome I used to be a here. Horse... I used to be a horse girl, actually, when I was a kid. My mum... Oh, my uh, God. She... Yeah, she loved horses, my mum. And we've actually... We've had a few. Um, we had... Well, one of our horses was named Charlie, and then we had Teddy. Um, so we've had like loads of horses. I used to ride all the time. Oh my god! I can't believe you were a little horse kid. <sighs> yeah, I was. It's so oh cringy to look back. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad I, you got better. Thank you. It was never to the point of where I was like, I, I, I was obsessed with horses because I, I didn't really care. It's just that my mum had one, and sometimes I would brush it. You know, uh, and well, ride that's it. Not, that's not as bad as being a horse kid, horse kid. Like no. I went to school <laughs> with this girl who would just like talk about her horse when you were just sat there. <laughs> I don't get that. You know, when someone comes up to you, they're like, "Oh my god, Freddie did the funniest thing last night," and you're like, "Sorry, who's Freddie again?" And they're like, "My horse. I was down the stables and like Freddie did the funniest thing." So I was brushing his hair and he like he neighed at me and I'm like that's what horses do. <laughs> I don't actually he may have done something really funny or really weird. I don't actually know because the second I clocked this girl was talking about a horse, <laughs> I actively tried to leave the room or at the very least stop listening. 
good. I bet people she's still who... a horse girl. Oh, yeah. People who show yeah. up and are just like, hi, let me tell you about my horse. I don't care if you're listening. <laughs> I'm like, well, then I, I don't care if I'm listening either, because I'm not going to. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I was bullied by a horse girl. We used to have to go to uh, uh, brownies together. Um, and she was really mean. And then my mum was like, oh, it's just easier. Just go, just fucking go stay over her house and like I'll pick you up after or whatever, brownies or whatever. Um, and she was always so mean to me and so was her mum. And if you're listening, you suck. And I hate you and your cooking was shit. I think all horse girls who grew up to remain horse girls, like, never, you know, moved past it, are now Tories. <laughs> yes! Yes, 100%. <laughs> I mean, all I just, horse, horse people are Tories. Probably. That's a, that's a large we statement. Sh- we should just fit the backs of every horse in England <laughs> with spikes. You know, like homeless spikes. <laughs> but we yeah. put them on the backs of horses. <laughs> and I predict by 2024, all the Tories will have died out. <laughs> I like that idea. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Tories. Um, so I went on Reddit and I found a little story. Um, a lot of the time, people... Um, the sightings people tend to think that maybe it's a large dog or something until they get a little bit closer um, and they realize it's <laughs> it's not scooby <laughs> and they realize oh okay this is a little bit bigger than a dog but some people say it's around it's a labrador a size it's a horse <laughs> it's a, horse not a, horse, a little bit bigger than a dog <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot bit bigger than a dog right well okay. it's a uh, pony. Also- <laughs> The, the only reason I decided to read this story was because he misspelled a word and it really made me laugh. So it's <laughs> here we go. <laughs> this is from user uh, Sam uh, on Reddit and it's entitled Big Cats in the UK. Okay, so I'm an athe- atheist scientist. I've never believed in the paranormal <laughs> or anything Reddit? like that. Right? (laughs) Unheard of. (laughs) I was 16, walking with my granddad through the woods, back towards his house. He He owned the local woods. There were about 10 houses in the local area, and we knew all the residents and their pets. Uh, We had trouble with a fox once. Uh, so it left, so it left some Greg squirrels we had culled on a cut tree branch about two foot high in the middle of the clearing by the house to see if we could spot the fox. Um, and he said Greg squirrels. Greg squirrels. <laughs> Greg squirrels. <laughs> Is that what they make the sausage rolls out of? Yeah, squirrels. <laughs> Got called a squirrel killer Greg in Greg's squirrels. today. <laughs> in Greg's. Yeah, it was in Greg's. <laughs> what? Why when they, they call were... you squirrel killer? I was killing squirrels. I was the leader of the Liberal squirrels Democrats. <laughs> Do, you remember... Do you remember that rumor? What? 
there was a Joe Swinson during the 2019 election. There was like some. It was like some fake news article screenshot from the Mirror that Joe Swinson, then leader of the Liberal Democrat Party, uh, threw stones at squirrels. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. What the fuck? For a while, it was yeah. Joe Swinson blasted by animal rights charities after harrowing footage found on private Facebook. <laughs> the Liberal Democrat leader can clearly be seen loading a slingshot with pebbles and firing them at squirrels in her garden. And then like a fake picture of her posing next to a dead squirrel. <laughs> and it went That's viral so and she had to actually go on the news to deny that she killed squirrels. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I think a few weeks later, she said in a debate that she would not hesitate to fire you. So, interesting woman. Yeah. She definitely did that to those squirrels, though. Joe Swinson nuke squirrels. Pass it on. (laughs) Um... Okay, uh, where was I? Uh, Greg Squirrels. Um, as we approached the house, we saw a large black dog interac- interacting with the squirrel carcasses. My granddad immediately shouts his black Labrador's name, assuming that's what it was. But his dog was next to us, which I pointed out. When it heard the shout, it immediately ran into the woods. Into the woods. My granddad, who walked and hunted this area for many years, was confused, but couldn't admit it was a big cat and just said he didn't know what it was was Um, this was in it was a a little pony Mm -hmm. this was the southern lake district area uh i'm not saying it definitely was a big cat but it's hard to see what else it was does anyone else have similar stories southern lake district yeah well that's not devon is it (laughs) no but it was it was just it was interesting to me that it wasn't just on the moors it was also in the Lake District area, which is like uh, a huge fucking abyss of like forest and trees and shit. I like the Lake District. And I thought, yeah, and I also thought maybe there was a Bigfoot in the Lake District, but I don't know. I like that. I think there's yeah. um, Lake District cryptids as well. We should look at oh, them sometime. There's got to be. I'll have oh, to. I'll sure. have to have a look. Yeah. It's a very scary place, actually. I, I went there for a, a wedding once. I was a bridesmaid. It's beautiful, I though. I don't think it's that scary. It was. Not it was like, creepy at night. Not like somewhere like the Yorkshire Dales or the Yorkshire Moors, where you can very much imagine just, like, finding a dead body in a brook. <laughs> yeah, or literally being murdered. Or literally being murdered. It doesn't yeah. <laughs> help. But it, it looks like you're in the setting of Emmerdale whenever you're anywhere in the Yorkshire Dales. And, you know, <laughs> that British soap, people get killed every other week, don't they? Yeah, they really do. Um, so I was I was looking through the comments as well on this post, and there were quite a few people like saying, oh, I've also spotted this... Um, uh, you know, black puma kind of looking thing. I saw it in um, a Greg's. There was... I saw it in a Greg's. Uh, I was getting some squirrels. 
Um, uh, there's there's one comment that says uh, there have been quite a few sightings of a large black cat uh, in the Lake District. It might be worth you having a look at um, a, the Gazette archives to find out more. But like this this kind of creature has been seen countless times throughout different areas of the UK, and I just thought it was interesting. And that's that's the story of the beast. The uh, beast. The moors, or I can't remember, the Exmoor beast or some shit. There you go. <coughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Well, that was lovely. A uh, lovely story of a renegade horse. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the Lloyd's Bank logo. Oh, the Black Stallion. Yes. Yes. That's the beast. <laughs> That's I'm just the, imagining... They were just shooting an advert in the Lake District with a black horse. Yeah. <laughs> and it ran away because it could smell some fresh... It could smell the fresh flaky pastry on a Greg squirrel. Um, <laughs> I love when my Greg squirrel is um, flaky. Have you seen if um, last year they came out with the um, Greg's vegan squirrel? <laughs> oh, I haven't tried that yet. Is it good? Uh, I've not tried it either, but I've heard it's meant to be. Yeah, you should. Greg's oh. vegan squirrel. Um, Give it a I'm, go. I'm I'm waiting for the Greg's vegan badger because I'm a fan of their badgers more than I am of their squirrels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I quite like their little mice like the field mice they're quite good or a little fox foxes are quite good too that's fair that's fair I quite like um yum yum <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even to a bit fair, now the yum 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 yeah <laughs> They are good. Oh god. Do love the yum yums. Got to, got to love a yum yum. Right, should I t- should I get on with my case? I think so, yeah. Oh, jolly good. Right. So today we are looking at the disappearance of Treveline Evans. Ooh. Now I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her name right. I googled it, and that's how it told me to pronounce Treveline. But if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. I also googled how to pronounce the name of the town she was in, because it's Welsh. <laughs> but there's other Welsh place oh, names God. that come up in this story, which I didn't look oh. up. So I'm going to be pronouncing oh. <laughs> just this one town's name correctly, and the rest I'm going to butcher. Oh, um, I can't wait. It's because this one town had like the pronunciation on Wikipedia, but the other one didn't. So I'm like, well, yeah, you know, well, fuck them. <laughs> Saturday, sixteenth of June, nineteen ninety. Fifty-two-year-old <clears throat> grandmother and businesswoman, Treveline Evans. Trevor, yeah, is that how I decided it's pronounced? <laughs> Recap: fifty. 50- Two-year-old grandmother and businesswoman Treveline Evans opened up her antique shop 
Attic Antiques, situated in the peaceful North Wales ta- town of Fangothen. Around 12.40pm, Treveline leaves her shop, affixing a note to the door that reads, Back in two minutes. Unfortunately, she never returned after two minutes, nor ten minutes, nor thirty years. On a hot summer's day, Treveline Evans vanished from that busy town centre without a trace. She was never seen nor heard from again. So this is a, a Welsh grandmother who ran an antique shop who just literally... Puff vanished into thin air. Vanished. Um, now, that was on Saturday. That week, her and her husband, Richard, who I refer to sometimes throughout this as Richard Senior, because they had a son who was also called Richard, oh, and he's okay. Richard Junior. So, uh, mm-hmm. her and her husband, Richard Senior, were away at their holiday bungalow in R- R- Rudland. That's the one I didn't look up the pronunciation of at the start of the week. But by Wednesday, Treveline had taken their only car back to Fangothan to return to the shop. Uh, And Richard stayed at the bungalow. I believe he was renovating it or doing works on it, so he stayed there to carry on working on it. Um, On the evening of Saturday the 16th, Richard tried calling home from the bungalow, but no one answered the phone. Uh, He tried a few more times, uh, still no answer, so he phoned up neighbours and friends to see if anyone had heard from Treveline, and they hadn't. He started to get worried, and that worry only turned to panic when a neighbour called to say that Treveline's car was still at its usual spot outside the antique shop. The shop was locked, and an out infamous sign that read, Back in two minutes, hung on the door. Alarmed, Richard phoned the police to report Treveline as a missing person. So now we're going to go over the events of the day of her disappearance. She opened Attic Antiques on Church Street at 9.30am, which is when it normally opened, uh, and she parked her blue Ford Escort estate either 200 yards away or 30 yards away there's conflict which is it what what there's i don't know there's multiple articles that say she was parked 30 yards away which are otherwise reliable sources but there's also articles that say she was parked 200 yards away i think at one point one of the sources must have made a typo somewhere and it's been repeated by other sources since so Sometimes you see 200, sometimes you see 30. Um, So I don't know. But either way, it wasn't, you know, a long walk from the shop. It was more or less, you know, I believe it was on the same road. Um, Yeah. Now, that day, Treveline had roughly 25 friends and visitors call into the shop uh, and Everyone stated that she seemed perfectly happy and normal, relaxed. Uh, She even made plans to go out with friends that very evening. Um, Around 12.40pm, she left the note on the door of her shop. Uh, Reportedly, not long before she'd left that shop, uh, 
a smartly dressed man in a blazer was seen in the shop talking to us. I think that was roughly half twelve. It's about ten minutes before someone saw her chatting with a smartly dressed bloke in a blazer. Um, Treveline then bought a banana and an apple from a shop on the high street and was seen crossing uh, crossing Castle Street, the main road in Fangothen. People who knew Treveline well had witnessed her at this time, so uh, it's confirmed that she did actually leave the shop and go out and buy a banana and an apple. Um, The last confirmed sighting of Treveline was at 2.30pm that day, near her home on Market Street. Uh, Some people believe she may have returned to the shop at one point, as a banana skin was found in the bin of the shop. So some people think Mm. she went back there after buying that banana ate it and chucked the skin in the bin but there's no way of knowing whether that banana was the one that she bought at lunchtime or if that was you know one she'd had that morning or one the day before you know what I mean so yeah uh, her handbag was left inside the shop along with her jacket some flowers and fruit she'd bought and planned to take home um I've just remembered something that I read in an article that I have not made a note of, so I will try and slip it in at some point. Um, at 2.35pm, a woman matching her description was seen walking along the A5 towards the town of Corwin. Uh, and at 3.45pm, another sighting of a woman matching her description was made, this time walking into Park Avenue, which borders the river there, um, River D. Uh, no money was ever withdrawn from a bank account, leading police to speculate that she was abducted and possibly killed. Um, the thing I remembered, which I saw mentioned in some sources, which I didn't make a note of, I can't, I can't remember what sources it was, but all the sources I've used I've linked, so it'll be in one of them. Uh, <laughs> at one point, when she went to that shop and bought, I think it was when she bought the apple and the banana, uh, the person behind the counter saw that she had like a lot of money in notes in her purse and then later on I'm pretty sure that money wasn't found in her purse um, mm. like I said I haven't made a note of that so I don't think that's in most official um, news articles and stuff I'll have to double check that but I'm very certain I read that in some reports but that may have just been on the WordPress blog that I linked so that might not be as reliable a source if that's the case Whatever, but that's <laughs> something that uh, come up. Now, we <clears> talked <throat> about that well-dressed man, the man in the blazer who she was talking to just before she left the shop and seemingly possibly never returned. Uh, the man was described as a well-dressed, grey-haired man in a blazer, uh, and he was seen talking to Treveline before she left the shop, uh, but he was also sighted with her multiple times before her disappearance. On the Thursday before her disappearance, she was seen talking to the man in her shop. Uh, some say they were having quite deep conversation. Others say it seemed quite heated. Um, bit of a discrepancy mm. there, but she was chatting with him for a while in her shop. Um, the day after that, so the Friday, the day before she disappeared, um, she was seen with him again, walking through town. Uh a witness said the man wore a suit and carried a briefcase. Two Scottish tourists claimed they saw her with the man in a wine bar 
early on Friday evening, but no locals recalled her being there. Um, Fangoffen is a small town with a population of less than 4,000, and many of the locals know one another, so if people were there were like, oh no, we didn't see her, then it's sort of like, well, they, you know, there's people, it sounds like there's people who would have known her there who didn't see her, so maybe that yeah. isn't a reliable sighting. Um, Mm-hmm. I've also seen different reports from different articles where some people say she was sighted at the wine bar with the man and others say she was just sighted at the wine bar and there's no mention of the man so I'm not sure whether he was there or not uh, but regardless that's not a that's the least credible sighting it seems um, at the time an artist's rendition of that man was made and publicised but that rendition doesn't seem to be available today I can't find it anywhere um Hmm. and other people can't either there is a probably a reason for that uh some people speculate that treveline may have been having an affair with this man uh the flowers yeah. that were left in her shop with her bags and her coat um some people think they were bought for her by this man uh no none of the friends who visited her shop that day said they bought her those flowers and there was no evidence you know receipts no none of the shops nearby had any evidence that she purchased them herself uh, herself so some people think she received them um other people think that if she was having an affair she wouldn't be so overt with this man like walking down the street in plain view and going to the wine bar uh, if she had a secret lover, then she'd be more discreet about it than stood in a, you know, a shop where anyone can walk in having a chat with him. Um, it seems like most people who knew her or her relatives and everything else are quite strongly of the opinion that she was in a happy marriage and would not have had an affair. But I don't know either way. There's many people who are in happy marriages where there's nothing wrong with a marriage and things all seem fine on the outside and then they are having an affair so you don't know um yeah she's not around to ask uh but on the same at, at the same time i can understand the argument of like yeah but if she was out on an affair she wouldn't be fucking walking about with him in the street in a small town where everyone knows each other fair play so <laughs> probably wasn't but we don't really know um now, the initial investigation into this case uh, was one of the biggest of its nature seen in North <coughs> Wales, I think at the time, and sort of since. Um, every single household in Fangoffen was interviewed, as well as many people from further afield. Uh, there were 100 officers working the case, over 1,200 tourists were interviewed, 700 cars were checked, and the caves and mines in the area were searched. Um, the River Dee was searched, uh, as was the canal. 330 statements were taken and 1,500 names were checked. Uh, police also searched nearby World's End, which is a narrow vale uh, that's a popular location for walkers, cyclists, tourists, and has a fucking badass name. Uh, <laughs> I want to live near a place called World's End. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Police dogs were used in that search, but nothing was found. Um, but it was quite an extensive search of the area and the sheer amount of people that were questioned and asked about it is uh, impressive for the pigs. Um, <laughs> so Trevelyan's husband, Richard, then offered a reward of £5,000 for information. Uh, alongside his appeal um, for information, the case was featured on Crime Watch twice. Um, but 
1992, so two years afterwards, the police had no leads. They believed Trevor Lyne had been lured away by someone she knew or thought she knew, and they did say they did not believe she was still alive. Um, In 1997, she was declared legally dead. Uh, Now, sadly, as a little footnote to the story, in 1999, her only child, uh, Richard Jr., died of a heart attack. Um, No! The husband was still around, but yeah. uh, But her son died. And I think he had kids, which is, you know, horrible, because she was a grandma, so... Now, after that initial investigation, the case was reopened uh, for investigation in 2001 uh, because they thought, you know, there's new forensic techniques available, etc. As part of this investigation, Treveline's husband, Richard Sr., who was 72 years old at the time, was arrested in June 2001. However, he had an absolutely solid alibi and numerous witnesses had seen him at the family holiday bungalow at the time so he was released there was nothing linking him to it whatsoever um i don't know whether maybe they just arrested him more as a precaution to question him i don't know but either way they let him go <laughs> um trevor Lyon's brother leonard fucking pigs told the media around this time that he believed she'd been abducted um the artist's rendition of that man in the blazer was discarded by the police as it was no longer considered accurate. I don't really know what that means. Whether they just threw it out because they were like, well, this is a drawing of a man from 1990. It's now 2001. He's not going to look the same. Or what, you know? Or whether they mm. just felt yeah. it wasn't relevant anymore. But either way, they discarded it so it's no longer available. Um, which is why you can't really find copies of it even though it was publicised at the time. Um, sightings of Treveline were reported in London, in France, and even in a small remote town in Australia. Um, and these mm-hmm. leads were followed up, but ultimately didn't lead anywhere. Uh, in 2010, her brother called for the case to be reinvestigated again, uh, and that was the 20th anniversary of her disappearance. Interesting twist in 2011, September 2011, the police investigated a possible link to the serial killer Robin Ligus, 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 I don't know, uh, who committed all three of his murders that he'd committed only 30 miles away from Trevor Lyon's shop. So that's why the connection was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the murders took place in a six-month period in 1994, and notably, one of his victims was also an antiques dealer, which is also why the police made the connection. But by January 2012, mm. the police had now ruled out any connection to Ligus. Um, 2015, the police are now making another fresh appeal for information. Sadly, that same year, her husband, Richard Sr., passed away at the age of 83. Um, I'm not sure when her brother David passed away, because it's mentioned somewhere that she has a brother David, but I've never seen any report of him being alive. It's just that he's dead. (laughs) Um, But basically, her only remaining brother is Leonard Davies. I think he's still alive. Um, Maybe. I'm pretty sure. Did he ever live? I'm pretty sure Leonard is still alive. Uh, I can't remember. It might have said that he died in one of the most recent articles, but I, 
I didn't write that down, so I've got to assume we didn't. Uh, hope you're still alive. Um, but yeah, now her only remaining brother is Leonard, her only remaining relative. Now, a very weird and confusing twist started in 2019 when these two brothers, Andy and Lee Sutton, uh, these two blokes, came forward to the police and they said that overheard some circumstantial evidence or come across some circumstantial evidence that Treveline was buried under Riddling Golf Club. Uh, when they found that out, they notified the police immediately. While they waited for the police to act on that information, they took matters into their own hands. They got permission <sighs> to use an underfloor inspection camera at the golf club. Now, the police then after that carried out an excavation of the site on March 19th, 2019, but found no evidence. Uh, following this, the Sutton brothers then filed a complaint to the Independent Office for Police Conduct about how the police handled this search, which is very odd. The police basically went there went, sorry, we followed your tip up, but we couldn't find a body or any evidence there. So they complained about it. They filed a complaint. Um the Independent Office for Police Conduct felt it wasn't a situation for them to handle, so they handed it back to the police force to resolve internally, and they then rejected the complaints. Um, the Sutton brothers claimed their underfloor camera showed human remains under the club's floorboards, but the remains had been removed by the time the police carried out their investigation. They remain adamant about what they saw uh, still now in 2021. Now, over 30 years on, there are still new twists taking place because in January 2021, it was reported that walkers strolling along a walkway situated over 30 miles away from Fangoffen had found an engraved plaque affixed to a council-owned bench. It read, in memory of Treveline Evans, vanished 16th of the 6th, 1990, found Rudland GC, 14th of the 3rd, 2019, removed 19th of the 3rd, 2019, RIP. Now, it can be assumed that GC means golf club. So this is a plaque. Gemma Collins. Gemma Collins. Gemma Collins did it. Um, <laughs> It's the GC. It's the GC. Your fucking mind. She did it. She knew all along. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's assumed. God bless her. <laughs> it's assumed that the GC, fortunately, doesn't stand for Gemma Collins, even though she spice this case up tremendously. Uh, it stands for Golf yeah. Club. So, I don't know. There's a plaque saying, in memory of her, here's when she vanished. Here's when she was found at the Golf Club. And then she was removed however many days later from the Golf Club bit weird um, what? that's so weird exactly uh and bearing in mind this is being reported january this year and it's only what 20th it's yeah. last day of february as so we're recording this uh it'll be march when it goes out so like fucking recently so there's still things happening with this case like th over 30 years on um and it sounds like there may be developments due in time i don't know mm -hmm. um 
Now there's a photograph of the plaque available online, which I've um, I might tweet out at some point. Uh, it's really clearly hand engraved and quite poorly. Like it looks like someone's got a bit of metal like for a plaque, but then they've scratched into it with like a compass. It's like a real. Ooh. It's like a, such a shit engraving. It does not look good. That's creepy. It's like handwritten. They've tried to make like a proper memorial plaque, but. It's like scrawled handwriting. <laughs> it doesn't look good. Um, that plaque has now apparently been removed. Um, it's unknown who no! fitted it and why the location along the Prestatin Dyserf walkway was chosen. So it's just this random walkway, not near to where she lived. Uh, a similar sign was also placed close to Treverline and Richard's holiday bungalow in Rudland which was also removed. Mm. This is really weird. That sentence is just dropped into the one article about this situation um, from North Wales Live. They're like, oh yeah, and there was a similar sign also like placed close to their where their holiday bungalow was. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that's big news. And you've just mentioned that in a sentence, that there was a sign that said it yeah. near where their bungalow was. But whatever. Not much more information on that because they it away in like a little sentence and focused on the plaque uh now the sutton brothers were asked about this by the press because they're the ones who randomly showed up one day and claimed that she was under the golf course um they deny having to do anything with the sign or the plaque um lee sutton went to visit the bench after he was told about it by a friend uh just to check it out i guess um but he stated it's very strange i don't know who would do it um why they would choose to put it there um allegedly lee sutton was told by his friend or someone that shortly before christmas 2020 a group of people held an all-night vigil alongside the bench but fuck knows who they were or Why? how that's known. That's just something that Lee Sutton said he was told by someone else. <coughs> Andrew Sutton was also hmm. baffled. Uh, said he had no idea who was responsible for the plaque. Uh, but when he was saying this regarding the case, he sort of cryptically said, quote, there's an awful lot more to come out, uh, to come out about this. What the fuck? I think that's because after the police don't... They're still sticking with their story that they saw a dead body on this camera, but they don't have any fucking evidence or photographic evidence. Um, But they're sticking to that story, and I think they're looking at ways of how to proceed or, you know, legal action or something, because they're convinced that's what they saw. Whether they did or not, who's to say, but they're looking at avenues to pursue it next, it said in that article, so... It sounds like when he says yeah. there's not a lot more to come out about this, that's because they're going to be like, we're going to fight this case now. I don't fucking know. They're strange. I don't know who these brothers are, where they've come from, or why they're suddenly like, oh, we heard that she's under this golf club. We saw evidence. We don't have any to give you. Uh, and we're going to put in a complaint. Look. Uh with Creepy. the independent office for police conduct because we think you're not doing your job properly because you didn't find a dead body. Like, who are they? Yeah. It's so weird. Um, the council's countryside officer 
who was responsible for that walkway where the plaque was, he was entirely unaware of the plaque mm. and he stated that the council, quote, have a policy not to allow any plaques on benches yeah. because they can become shrines. Um, That's so creepy to me. So, fuck, fuck knows where this plaque came from. It's funny. I, I think they're stating that so people know, like, oh, it's not an official thing. It was just sort of put there. But if you have fucking eyes, then you can see this photo. It's stupid. They don't give a description of it at all. But it's so clearly, like, hand scratched in. Like, it looks shit. It's clearly just made by someone. It's not unofficial. They've not even gone to an engraver. They've just made it. Like, so yeah. But yeah, other than that, the trail is the trail's gone cold uh in light of those strange twists happening recently hopefully there will be some development share it would be nice if even over 30 years on uh this summer will be the 31st anniversary uh it would be nice if this case could be solved if you know anything or i don't know if you've seen a picture of trevor lyon and you think you recognize her or you know you saw her somewhere around the time of the fucking 90s get in touch with the appropriate authorities uh, or talk to Crime Stoppers uh, if you have any information at all get in touch if you know anything dodgy about these fucking Sutton brothers because they sound weird as fuck <laughs> <laughs> but yeah contact the appropriate authorities uh, the case is still open but dormant uh, but they haven't closed mm. the case so there is still hope that maybe we could find out what happened to Traveline but Unfortunately, it does seem that everyone has resigned to the fact that she is almost definitely dead. Um, That's sad. But we we won't know because the trail's gone cold, and that's Aww. that's the bizarre disappearance of Treveline Evans. Rest in peace, girl. R.I.P. Unless you're out there like on a beach in the fucking like. Could just be on a beach in the Maldives, living her best life. Ugh, wish that were me. I say that she'd be like in her eighties now, wouldn't she? So <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. You never know. Uh, but yeah, that's that was a twisty one. It was weird, wasn't it? It was. I found this through... I didn't give them shout-outs because I found it through various different Reddit posts. So there's a couple mentioning her. Um, but they don't mention that recent twist of like, oh yeah, also here's her name showing up on a park bench. That it, It's such a weird, very extremely recent development that's happened in this case. Uh, yeah. Which is like, oh, so stuff's still happening with this. Like, It's weird. Mm. It's very weird. But yeah. It was interesting. I liked it. It was. It was. It's so fucked up how people in like in a busy town. I know it's only a small town, but it's like a big tourist location and it was the middle of summer. How someone can just fucking like vanish into thin air. Yeah. And it's not like she didn't have friends. It's not like, you know, she was some nobody. She had people around town knew her. She just sort of, no one knows where she went popped out for two minutes and never came back. So weird. Yeah. Mm. Well. 
hope you enjoyed that case, Babs. Still trying to wrap my head around it. Sos, there weren't any horses. It's alright, we had enough horses in the first one. Big cats, big horses. Big dicks. Maybe that was it. Maybe a big horse came and whisked her away. I hope so. I don't. Why? What what would a horse do to a woman? Uh... (laughs) Horses are horrid little... Not little, massive, giant, evil creatures. They're terrifying. (laughs) I don't trust them. (laughs) They are creepy. They're evil. I I wouldn't trust a horse around anyone. I wouldn't say evil. I would. I I know you would. I I don't... I don't don't trust a horse. (laughs) Don't trust... Never trust trust a a horse. horse. I hope that Trevor and I never met a fucking horse. (laughs) In a whole life. In a whole life. I hope no one has to meet a horse in their whole life. And I hope if people do, that they come away victorious. <laughs> the horse or the person? The person. I hope the okay. horse, I hope the horse doesn't survive the encounter. <laughs> Just fucking someone murdering a horse. If you see a horse... Murder it. Kill it. And then chop the head off, leave it in the bed of someone you don't like, with a note that says, listen to Queer Stories. My dad actually, um, we we had a friend who was a vet, a horse vet, and she wanted a, a horse head, like the skull. Um, so my dad had to like, for like, I don't know, a couple weeks, maybe a month or so, he had this horse head in a like a tub of acid uh to like clean it and get it all worthy I think and it was really creepy serial killer <laughs> he is that's not not nothing about that story sounds normal <laughs> he only did it once but it was kind of cool where did he get the acid why did he have a horse that's hated that what <laughs> I don't know the process. I think it was something like that. He had to keep it inside some kind of liquid for a long time to where, kind of. Where did he get the horse head? Uh, she was a vet, so I guess she just had a horse head on hand. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I honestly I couldn't tell you where but, she got this horse head just from. Just have like a fridge where they like. Have whole Probably. animal heads, any kind of animal head. You go to the vets and you're like, "I'd like a monkey head," and they're like, "Here you go. That'll be ten pounds fifty. <laughs> That's cheap for a monkey head. That's cheap for a monkey head. Better than, better than what you get these days on Amazon or eBay. Buy yeah. your monkey heads direct from the vets. You're supporting local businesses, <clears throat> uh, not giving money to Jeff local Bezos. Local monkeys. Local monkeys. Um, Support Just local monkeys, economy. but don't support local horses. <laughs> don't support any horses, far don't away or local. Local horses don't support far away horses. I <laughs> have a sneaking suspicion that if you peel off that skin suit he's wearing, Jeff Bezos is probably a horse. Probably <laughs> a horse. 
Ew! I'm just imagining a there's horse There's something body of the equine about him. Yeah, the same with, um, what's that Tesla man? Elon Mr. Musk. Yeah, he's a bit horsey as well. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that kid he had with Grimes, I guarantee. Horse. Grimes is a bit horsey too. Grimes is a bit horsey too. That kid's in a, a mega different horse. way. That kid is the horse antichrist. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> That's terrifying. That's why they gave it that fucked up name. Didn't they change it to something though? I don't know. I don't keep up with the fucking weeaboo Kardashians. Weeaboo. <laughs> the weeaboo Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. There's fuck a... Elon Musk. What? Fuck Elon Musk. Yeah. Fuck all the billionaires. Fuck them all. Anyway, uh, before we just start listing off uh, billionaires <laughs> who look like horses and we'd like to see them killed, um, Jeffrey Star. I don't think Jeffrey Star's a billionaire. Uh, he's definitely a millionaire, though, right? Oh, I'm pretty sure he's a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. He Fuck is. Him, he? he is very horsey. He is a horse. He's straight he, up horse he face. Is, yeah. Now you've said it's... it. Right. Yeah. Now this is what we're not gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up. <laughs> no. Let's talk more about people with horsey faces. I want to know. No, because we're going to Miley just, Cyrus is just, another one. We're going to just end up with, like, the good old, oh, Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one, yeah, but that's a meme. I'm not I'm not trying to be meme. I'm trying to educate everyone my sister, the horse faces. My sister will kill you if you say Miley Cyrus looks like a horse. She's, like, obsessed she with... She does, though. My sister's, like, obsessed with Miley. Is she okay? I mean, she's a cunt, so no, not really. <laughs> But she's like, oh, I think she's amazing. I love her. Oh, well, I don't know why my sister speaks in that voice, according to me. But she's like, oh, I love Miley Cyrus. She's amazing. She's the best ever. Oh, and I'm like, you fucking yeah. stupid, hun. Yeah, this is the same girl who, when she was a teenager, was like obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio. So, oh, she's basic. She's basic. Yeah. 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 See, all these horse people, we need Lil Nas X to come out and round them all up. Oh yeah, he did the the horse song, didn't he? He He's the gay cowboy that the world needs. Oh yeah, that's... Oh, for some reason I always get Lil uh, Nas and um, XXX and uh, Mustachion mixed up. How can you confuse Lil Nas X for XXX? Well, I don't know. One's a cool person and one of them's a cunt. And dead. <laughs> oh, is he dead? Good. XXX Tenation. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, he is dead. When did he die? Like two years ago, I think. Is he dead? Shit. I don't. I thought he was in prison for being a, a rape. He, he man. was assassinated in 2018. 
For why? I don't know, probably for being a fucking rapist. Okay. He was murdered. Multiple gunshot wounds to the throat. Good. <laughs> Controversial things said on this. Uh... <laughs> I don't care. He was shot and killed in an apartment robbery uh, in Florida. Thank you for looking that up for me. Oh man, Florida is a shithole. Yeah, it's unsurprising that it happened in Florida, isn't it? Yeah. Florida man. <laughs> Florida man's a cryptid. Yeah. Right. Should we wrap okay. up? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to think about... <gasps> Do you know who else is a little bit horsey? Who? PewDiePie. Uh, I think yeah. he's got more Sid the Sloth from Ice Age vibes. Well, I I feel like they're kind of the same vibes, aren't they? Sid is a little bit horsey. No, no. They both have long faces, but in the opposite directions. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. going to think of more horsey people. For next episode, oh, are we are we secretly a horse podcast now? Yeah. Why is it every episode I fixate on a random animal? Last week it was um, <laughs> swans, I think. Yeah. To be fair, though, fuck swans. Fuck swans. Yeah. Right. Before you start <laughs> listing off more horse people. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do you know who was a bit horsey before she died? Who? Princess Diana. <laughs> yeah, but she's the good kind of horsey. Is there a good kind of horse? Well, it, yeah. <laughs> the um, only good horse is a dead horse. Thank you for listening to Queer Stories. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend or maybe tell a horse. It would really help us out, but make sure you kill the horse afterwards. And please consider leaving us a rating or a review. Uh, or send us an email of a dead horse. Uh, our theme music was composed by Emily Glass. You can find her on Twitter at, at EmilyXGlass. Thank you for composing the dead horse theme song, Emily. To get all the latest updates about our show or, you know, tips on how to kill horses, you can follow us on Twitter. Our username is at QueerStreet. Uh, tweet us with hashtag I killed a horse and I love it. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, <laughs> I am at Slimea. That's S L I M E L I A. Charlie, where can they find you? And are you going to kill any horses? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at SilverTonightST1. And I have killed 10 horses since you started talking. And coming out this week, or it might already be out, I, I, I'm getting my dates confused. Uh, check out Five Rounds Rapid, the other podcast I'm on. Yes. Uh, where I will be reviewing the first ever story of Doctor Who. Uh, I black out every podcast I ever do after I record it, so I couldn't tell you whether or not we kill any horses, but I'm going to hope we do. <laughs> yeah. Okie dokie. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ah, oh, that was fun. <laughs> Get in the bin. <laughs>